State of the Union. Union address. State of the state. State address. State of the city. A city address. A city address. Attention, attention, attention. All believers that live in a union. All believers that live in a state. All believers that live in a city, a county, a district, township. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you live in a township, raise your hands. Your God, my God, our God does not sleep nor slumber. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat a little bit. Our God, your God does not take naps. He's not prone to day beds matter of fact I think our great God never seen a day bed in his life but he will take a nap on the back of a boat see when you you out there struggling you, you out there fighting against the winds see you out there fighting against the waves your Lord is taking a nap in the back of the boat why are you taking a nap? <laughs> you know what? He's trying to tell you something about himself. <laughs> See, if you get this story, you might understand something a little bit deeper. Don't forgive me, but let me tell you something. There was a man that was on a boat. His friends, <laughs> his disciples were struggling against the waves. I don't know if you've ever been on a boat that was struggling against the wave. <laughs> One time <laughs> I was on a boat and it was so old it looked like I was on the boat underneath the water. <laughs> the water was higher than the boat. I was, I was skimming the water. I was underneath the waves. I'm old boats. Now, why is the water so close, those old boats? But the top of the boat was, was risen up. No water came in. And in fact, it was the smoothest boat ride I ever had. But I think these brothers was a little bit more extreme than my experience. Because see, the wind and the weather was trying to do something. You see, sometimes the atmosphere you in will try to do something. You see, sometimes the people you with will try to do something. See, you got to understand if you have a man or a woman who believes that the Lord Jesus Christ is the greater higher in them, then you know you need to hang on to that person a little bit longer. But let me tell you this, this man was in a boat. He's taking a nap. You know, it's a good thing to take a nap on a boat. 
You know, I've been on boats. I've been on kayaks. I've been on canoes. I've been isolated like that with you in the water floating on the sea of glass. Jesus fell asleep. And his friends, his disciples were struggling. They was on the struggle bus. All right, look at the contrast. His friends, his disciples was on the struggle bus. Trying to get this water out the boat. Trying to keep from sinking. The boat was sinking. I love this story about the Lord. He's so dramatic and so so subtle at the same time. See, I, I learned something. He's giving you a principle. Every time I've been in crisis and I give you my honest understanding, is every time I've been in crisis, the moment I truly let go, is when he steps in. I got to say that for that sister right there who's struggling with something. For that brother right there that's struggling with this and this, that, and that, this. It's this, the, the principle and the spirit of knowing how to let go. See, it starts off like, all right, I'm giving this to you, Lord. All right, I'm, I'm putting this in your hands, Lord. But see, you still got the emotional attachment, but, you, but that's the process that you're starting. See, I'm giving it to your hands, Lord. I'm putting it in your hands, Lord. I'm putting it at your feet, Lord. I'm dragging it to the cross, Lord. I'm crucifying it in me, Lord. I'm bringing it to you, Lord. Speak your word over it, Lord. Speak your will over it, Lord. Speak the word. That's the process. Don't worry, this is the 18 minute preacher. I'm gonna I'm gonna tiptoe and dance up to this one. Cause I, I'm coming off vacation. You start that process of emptying out something. You've been talking to God about it. You've been talking to the Lord Jesus Christ about it. And then as you begin to talk about the Lord Jesus Christ about something, he begins in the spirit to ask you questions. See, when you begin to give things to God, that means that you're asking him to examine those things. So he begins to ask you questions in your spirit and you hear his spiritual voice asking you questions and you'll be like answering those questions. Be like, yeah, well, you are right, Lord. That is not how you think. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking this way or that way. I did believe this was so and maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Maybe I was extreme about this. You know, maybe I think too much. Lord. Maybe I'm, I'm, I don't think enough. I don't, I, don't, I don't know, Lord. And the Lord begins to, but the questions are subtle. See, the more you bring it to him, the more you say, Lord, about this. Lord, about that. Lord, about this person. Lord, about the situation. Lord, about me. What about me? What's in me, Lord? What is in me, Lord? What are you asking from me? What do you want from me? What are you pulling out of me, Lord? Are you pulling out the true nature of what you put inside of me? Are you birthing your self-image inside of me that comes out, that bursts forth, that's now seen, that's now operating in the world? See, an operation is in my hands. An operation is in your hand, born again, believer. An operation. You're just not some dump, load, clay, unformed match 
image of nothing. You are the image of the living God. You're not some something waiting to just create you like a like you own a Play-Doh wheel. Like somebody just supposed to come up and form you in whatever image they think you should look like. Your God created you and put his spirit in you. See, this is a preacher. This ain't no question and answer session. A preacher declares, God put something in you, born again believer. A preacher declares, God didn't invest his son in your life for nothing. A preacher declares, if you come to your living God and give him the bulk of your hard life, he will be there. He's invested in his own image. He's invested in his own likeness. See, it ain't because of you because you're so special. Because see, you got death in you. The only thing that's special about you is the potential for you to become the image and likeness of your living God. It's the only thing humanity got going for it. Otherwise, he would have burnt us up a long time ago. Drowned us long time ago because the wickedness that we receive in our spirit cannot survive with a holy God. You made a choice to follow his enemy. You made a choice, mankind, to follow his enemy. But he didn't leave you in the hands of his enemy. He decided. It was decided when you was created to create your savior at the same time. Because love is a choice. Ain't God ain't forcing your love. God ain't, ain't so hungry for love. God ain't so needy for your love. He got to try to tickle you under your chin. He got to try to get to your soft spot in the name of Jesus so you can finally see how, how, how good he is. Giving you opportunity. He's tender. He's merciful. He's full of forgiveness. I heard a scripture that said something to this degree that he's quick to forgive. He's waiting to forgive. He loves to forgive. God would love nothing more than forget all your bad decisions. God would love nothing more than forget all your wrong choices. God would love nothing more than to dump all the dump that's inside of you in the sea of forgetfulness. But you got to understand, see, there's a program, see, there's a flesh and blood requirement, see, because he can only forgive those things huh, that are covered by the blood. He can only forgive those things that are covered by the flesh and blood because, see, when he looks at you, you want him to see the flesh and blood of his son on you. See, that's how you're born again. That's how you're born of his family. I'm going to make it plain to you, see, all this other stuff, all this other social programming, all this other stuff where you got to now understand what humanity is calling itself and our proper pronoun. Listen, let me tell you something. The Lord Jesus Christ got an exchange program. If you want to be a part of his exchange 
program and you want to get rid of the death, the sin that Adam inherited, that you inherited from Adam. If you want to get rid of that death strike blow that Adam gave you through his disobedience because he died and everybody that come after him died. But there was a man that was born. There was a man that was born of a virgin. See, there was a man that was born of a virgin. I don't know if you ever heard this story before, but there was a man that was born of a virgin. Don't under, don't, don't, don't get it twisted in the name of Jesus. This was spoken long ago and some of the co-ops stole the story and tried to manufacture little sidebars. But let me tell you, there was a man that was born of a virgin, born by the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus because this war been going on before humanity ever showed up. This war been going on. You don't understand what God has had to fight through for millennium, for millennium, for millennium with this this enemy, this 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 devil, this Satan, this adversary. See, it just ain't your adversary, but he's the adversary of the living God. He didn't like the fact that he didn't think of creating an image for himself first. See, God is the only God in the universe that thinks out the box. See, God is the only, you know why God is hated among other gods? You know why God is hated among other gods? I gotta say that again. You know why God is hated among other gods? Because he's the only one that thought to bring himself into life. He's the only God that decided to become flesh and blood. He's the only God that had the idea that I will be born a man. They didn't even know what a man was. The other gods were too busy being gods. But I want to humble myself and feel tired. Why do I want to humble myself and feel lonely? No other God thought that. I'll tell you something, no other God thinks like our God. And that's why they didn't like him. They started whispering behind God's back. He's off his mind. He's, he's off his rocker. I think we need a new leadership. Why would, what is a man anyway? I've never seen a man. See, none of the other gods had ever seen a man or woman. Don't know what that is. So when you showed up, when he formed you out the dust of the earth, the other gods said, what is this? And you want us to do what? Give honor to it. You want us to do what? Speak well of it. You want us to do what? Give it a good report. You want us to do what? I don't even know what that is. This is what the other gods said. A little whispering party start. And there was a head whisperer. <laughs> you know, you always got a head whisperer. Always got somebody Spiral head in this thing. Always got a monkey with a wrench. Here we are now. The result of a choice that a man made, that a woman made. Here we are now. The result of a choice. Well, you know what? I'm going to use the power of my ability to choose and, and choose out that choice. Choose it out for another choice.
Choose it out for another destiny. I don't think I want to be in the bloodline of Adam no more. I think I want to be in the bloodline of the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't think I want to be subject to the death penalty that Adam and his knucklehead wife decided to embark upon. I think I want to know what the living God is about, what the living God is, who he is and where does he dwell and tell me how I can drink from the water, from the living waters, from the tree of life. Tell me how I can drink from the living waters, from the tree of life. Tell me how can I drink from that fountain in the name of Jesus, Lord. Give me that water that might live forever, that water of the Holy Holy Spirit, put in my spirit, see. I got to have a place, see. You got to have a jar, see. You got to have something to put that Holy Spirit in. The Holy Spirit just can't float around in you aimlessly. You can't handle that kind of power inside of you. You need a temple built inside of you that can house the Holy Spirit, see. You need a temple built inside of you that can house the Holy Spirit, see. That's where the flesh and blood of Christ comes in. It builds a temple inside of you that the Holy Spirit can sit down. And be comfortable. Holy Spirit can sit down and be comfortable. Ain't subject to your wacky mind. Ain't subject to your wacky thought life. To your iffiness. He's got a place. So you're giving God a place when you come to him. You say, Lord, save me. Lord, put your Holy Spirit inside of me. Lord, build a temple inside of me that I might be with you forever. You're giving God a place in your life. I'm less than 50, 50 seconds to go. Help me. Come on. Hand me the baton. Let me at least run it out my leg in the name of Jesus. You got an opportunity. You got an opportunity. <laughs> you got a way, shape, and a means. <laughs> you got a door. <laughs> I behold, behold, I, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone will open up to me, me and my father will come in and have dinner with you. Me and my father will come in and get to know you. Because see, when you start having dinner with people, you're getting to know them, see. When you start breaking bread with people, you're getting to know them, see. God said, the living God and his son said, we will come out, we will come in, we will hang out with you. See, you got to understand, when they wit start witnessing and knocking on the door, they're trying to knock on the door of your heart. I'm trying to tell you that. There's another door, a door deeper than the one that's got a doorbell attached to it. But the, but the door of your heart, which is the self-will of your life. I got to go over just a second longer, but I tell you this much. If you let them in, if you let them in, you'll never be disappointed. Give me one minute. If you let them in, when he's knocking on the door of your heart, he said, I died for you. When he's knocking on the door of your heart, I was buried in the grave for you and rose for you. When he's knocking on the door of your heart, investigate the message in the name of Jesus. Because I tell you what, if you sign on, you got car insurance, you got life insurance. Why don't you buy you some spiritual insurance and you got to get it from the spiritual agent name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, blood ministry gets you a blood policy, a flesh and blood policy. I'm giving out flesh and blood policy. See, Jesus said, I'll give you the keys to the kingdom. I'm giving out flesh and blood policies. You want one. You want one man. You want one woman. Get yourself a flesh and blood policy. 
So eternity issued by the Lord Jesus Christ, sealed with his flesh and with his blood, stamped on your spirit as a guarantee who you belong to.